0: Hi there and welcome to Vineyard Church Delaware County's podcast. My name is Michael Hansen. I'm the lead pastor here at the church and I am so glad that you have joined us for this week's message. I'm going to have a little bit more to say at the end but for now enjoy the teaching. Okay. Am I good to go? Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> Hey, good morning, everyone. I uh, am so glad that you have joined us today. I'm gonna start again. I'm gonna start again. Ready? Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, I am so happy to remind you that we will be reopening the weekend of February 6th, 7th, so please be watching for our RSVP email. If you remember the routine, That email goes out prior to each weekend, uh, and that's gonna help us make sure we have room in each service for all of us as we regather. So watch for the email. Uh, I'm so looking forward to uh, regathering. So this is week four of our five-week series entitled Hindsight is 2020, and in this series, we're, you know, we're looking back at a very challenging year that we've just gone through, we're looking back at some of the struggles we've gone through, uh, and, then, and then we're looking ahead to the new year to implement some changes and, uh, that are gonna encourage and strengthen us now as we move into 2021, and we're doing that by looking at four key areas. Here at the Vineyard, we call them our four connects. They're very foundational. Uh, connect to God, connect to the church, connect to our purpose, and connect to our community, and we really do believe that if you're going to be leaning into those four areas, that your life is going to change, that you will grow, that you're going to mature as a follower, uh, as a follower of Jesus. Now, that said, uh, we need to understand that these four connects, they're not electives, meaning you, you don't get to pick and choose Uh, this life-changing work that God wants to do in all of our lives will require us uh, to take all four courses, uh, if you will. And, and, you know, my my hunch is that as you consider the list, I'm sure that there are some of these connects are more attractive than others. Uh, Today, we're going to be looking at connect to our community, which for most of us would probably be one of the ones that's a little less popular, and, and I'm saying that because this is the connect which, which typically takes us out of our, out of our comfort zone, and when, so when I say connect to our community, what I'm talking about is this, it's where we take you know, who we are as a church family, uh, we take uh, what we believe about God, what we believe about ourselves, about life, all the things we do when we gather, praying for one another, encouraging one another, helping uh, one another, it's, it's taking all of that it's taking all of that and home with us to our communities, to the people that we work with, the people that we go to school with, uh, the people in our neighborhoods. It's, it's taking all of that and putting it into practice in both words and in, and in actions uh, with the hope that other people will come to know Jesus too. So whatever you wanna call it, sharing your faith, uh, being a witness, evangelism, connecting to our community while it can be Uh, stretching and scary, Uh, it's important to remember that it is at the heart of the Christian faith. Uh, Consider some of the last words of Jesus before he took off and went back up to heaven. Uh, Really, some of his last words were instructions to connect with our communities. Matthew 28 uh, says this, "'Jesus came and told his disciples, "'I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, "'therefore go.'" and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this I am with you always even to the end of the age what does it say therefore go I mean there is like <laughs> there's there's nothing subtle about that command it's like therefore you may consider and it's like no therefore go God is sending us to the people to the people who don't yet know him. It's a clear command, go, connect to your community. Now, hindsight, looking back at 2020, hasn't the message really been just the opposite? Meaning, instead of go, it's been more like, no, stop, stay, uh, you know, stay away from others. Don't go to your community, stay away from your community. It's it's very much a a time of keeping our distance, and so that's a very challenging climate. Uh, That's a very challenging climate when it comes to connecting, With our communities. But I heard a quote recently uh, that has been so inspiring to me, and I really believe it's a word from the Lord for us. Listen to this quote: The moment we are in does not change the mission we are on. Let me say that again. The moment we are in does not change the mission we are on. I just think that is awesome. Because what is that saying? That's saying that like what we're going through right now may be a surprise to us, maybe confusing to us, but it is not a surprise to God. It is not confusing to God. The mission, the mission is the same regardless of the moment, regardless, you know, of the political climate, regardless of pandemics. The mission is the same. We are commanded to go. We are commanded to go to our communities, to connect to our communities. So let me pray, and then we're going to jump in and take a look at a few points here. So let's pray. Lord, uh, I ask today that you would surprise us with your presence. Just the the verse uh, that nothing can separate us from your love is just going through my mind. And I pray right now, wherever people are gathered, that there would be a sense of your presence. Lord, I just ask that you would take this time, use this time this morning to encourage us. Uh, I just welcome you here, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Uh, I'm gonna look at three points. And really, these are three reminders uh, to us as we stay on mission in this moment that we are in. And the first one is this. The first one is we go, we go as sent ones, right? We go as sent ones. And uh, last weekend, Andrew talked about connecting to our purpose. If you missed that talk or any of the talks uh, that we've done, please go to vcdc.org, check them out. Uh, Last week was wonderful. So Andrew's talking about connecting to our purpose, and he talked about how each one of us has... Both a specific and a general purpose. Um, I've heard that concept explained this way Imagine a big family. In a big family, each child has the same last name, general. Uh, in that same family, each child has a different first name, specific. So if you remember last year, we did a series uh, on spiritual gifts. And really, in that series, we looked at a lot of first names, if you will, lots of different gifts and abilities that the Holy Spirit gives to each one of us as he chooses. But in the context of connecting to our communities, what I wanna look at today is I wanna look at one of our general last names, and I hope that makes sense. As followers of Jesus, we are all ambassadors. right? As followers of Jesus, we are all ambassadors of him. Uh, We we see this in, in one of Paul's letters, in his second letter, to the, uh, this young church in the city of Corinth. Paul's writing this letter, and he's talking to this young church about the mission that Jesus, uh, when Jesus came to earth, the mission that Jesus had, and that the mission that Jesus has now given to us. It says this in 2 Corinthians 5. It says, therefore, a lot of therefores. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Here we go. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Now... We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. You know, I, I was trying to think of the last time I even used the word ambassador in, a, in in a talk, and I don't remember that. It's not it's not really a phrase that we use a lot. Uh, that might even be a new concept to you that uh, that you are an ambassador. You're like, what? I'm an ambassador? Like, did I did I sign something? Well, let me explain it this way. Like, did you know that when you say yes to Jesus, you know, when you choose. To follow him. When you when you enter into a relationship with Jesus, the Bible says that something very significant happens. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen, but there's something very significant uh, that happens is, is that when you say yes to Jesus, that you are now adopted into his family. That means Jesus is your your brother. That means that his daddy is now your daddy, right? Who's your daddy? It's his daddy, right? His dad is your dad, which also means being adopted into his family. It also means that your citizenship has now changed, right? Over the years, I know here at VCDC, uh, we have families in our church who have adopted kids from China, uh, from the Philippines, and those kids, through adoption, their citizenship has changed. They are now American citizens, and it's no different for us. Being adopted into God's family, we are now citizens of heaven. Heaven is our home. So you might be asking, okay, but what does that have to do with us being ambassadors. Well, I'm, I'm trying to make a point. When you consider that God calls us ambassadors here on earth, that totally points to the fact, supports the fact that this is not our home. Like you're not an ambassador in your own country, are you? Because an, an ambassador is a sent one. Ambassadors are sent to another country to represent the country of their citizenship. Here's a just a brief description of an ambassador. An ambassador is Not voted in, they are appointed by the king or ruler themselves. An ambassador is appointed and sent to another country to represent the state and not themselves. An ambassador is committed only to the state's interests, speaking only the government's position, not their own personal opinion. An an ambassador is totally covered by the government that sent them food, accommodation, transport, protection, all expenses and needs are covered. Now... Uh, There are a lot of different directions we could go from that list, but what I want to focus on is this. Uh, I want us to really hear, I want us to really take in today that God has chosen you. He's chosen us to represent him and his interests, not our own interests, and in choosing us, he has also appointed, he's also sent us to the community where he wants us to live as ambassadors for Christ. We have been sent, you have been sent, to your community. Now, now, here's something that I think is so cool about our church family. Um, uh, we gather people from, from many different communities. I've always, I've always known that. Uh, so we ran the numbers, or so we ran, you know, from uh, people who are members, people who are attenders, and this was very <laughs> surprising to me, but you know, here at Vineyard Church, Delaware County, we gather people from 36 different communities. That's crazy. Right, so here's the list. In alphabetical order, here's the list of all the communities we gather from. Give a shout when I say yours. Here we go. Ashley, Belleville, Blacklick, Bucyrus, Butler, Cable, Cardington, Carroll, Centerburg, Columbus, Delaware, Dublin, Fredericktown, Gehanna, Galena, Gambier, Hilliard, Howard, Iberia, Soviet Union, Johnstown, Lewis Center, Marengo, Marysville, Mount Gilead, Mount Vernon, New Albany, New Carlisle, New Ark, Ostrander, Patascala, Powell, Radnor, Reynoldsburg, Sunbury, Westerville, and Worthington. That's crazy to me. I, I think that is so amazing. Now, now knowing that, uh, before I go to the next point, Uh, Let me ask you something. Knowing that you are an ambassador for Christ, knowing that he has chosen you, knowing that he has now sent you to your community to represent him and his interests, let me ask you this. How might that impact the way you see yourself and the people in your community? I think that's a really important question to consider. How might that impact the way you interact with the people in your community? Here's another way. Now looking back, uh, in you know, hindsight, in hindsight, last year in your community, whose ambassador were you? Think of the conversations you had with people, the social media posts. Think of the, the yard signs you may have had. Like whose interests did you represent last year? And now, and now looking forward, looking ahead, uh, you know, if necessary... Like, if you consider yourself an ambassador of Christ, if you really embrace this calling and responsibility as a sent one, uh, what can you do differently this year, this next year, in order to represent the interests of God more effectively to the people in your community? I think that is a very important question for us to consider. So that's number one. We go as sent ones. Number two, we go with a message. We go with the message. Now, uh, when I look back at all the jobs I've had over the years, something I've learned about myself is that I like jobs when I get, or when I'm given a list or you know, a clear task uh, to do, and then they just let me go to do it, right? I really like that as opposed to when you, you know, it's a job where there's really no clear plan. It's just, yeah, you know, well, just keep yourself busy. I don't do well in that kind of an environment. As sent ones, as ambassadors of Christ, we have been given a very clear task. And it's not just, you know, get out there and be nice to the people in your community. Like yes, it is that, but but we've been given a very clear message to bring through words, through actions to the communities that we are sent to. So back to 2 Corinthians 5, it says this. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So, we just read that. We, you know, we are sent ones, we, you know, and we have been given, we go with a message of reconciliation. Now, that word reconciliation is all through that passage, and but really, what does that mean? What does reconciliation mean? Well, you know, I guess you could say it really, I th- what probably comes to mind is, well, okay, you got two parties that are separated, and reconciliation means that, you know, now they've been brought back together. Well, and that's true, but, but in this context, it's, it's way bigger than that because these two parties are God and humanity, right? And so, so when, you know, God creates humanity, he created, his plan was that we would come under his rule and his, you know, his protection and his care, but sin entered into the heart of humanity. And so, you know, humanity has rebelled against God, right? And humanity has sort of risen up and we've said, hey, we don't want you to be the boss of us. We want to be the boss of us. We've, it's like we've committed treason against God. And so now we've separated ourselves from God. And because of our rebellion against him, our sin, we now are guilty and we deserve punishment. Well, what we see on the cross is Jesus on the cross, the punishment that we deserve, he has taken on himself so that the opportunity for us to be reconciled to God, right, for, for relationship with God to be restored, the opportunity would now be available to all. Like that, that's reconciliation. So you might be going, ah, okay, that's, that's a little bit helpful, but, but what does it look like, or what does it mean then that we've been given a message of reconciliation? Well, let me read the passage I just read uh, again from this time from the message, which is more it's you know it's more modern language. It says this: God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Christ's representatives, ambassadors. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ Himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. I think that is so cool. That that is the message we've been given to spread in the communities that we have been sent to. God wants to reconcile with you. God wants to be friends with you. Now that might sound like a very simple message, but do you know that that is a super important message for every human being on the the face of the earth uh, to hear? And 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 the whole world needs to hear it because one of the lies, hear this. One of the lies uh, that our enemy works overtime on trying to drive into the heart and mind of every human being is that God is angry at you, that God is you know disappointed in you, and that God is against you. You know, when I was thinking about this, a memory came back to me. My brother, uh, my brother Peter and I, little town that we grew up in, there was a. Another uh, young guy in our neighborhood named Trevor, we used to play with him a lot, and we'd get into all kinds of things, and, and very often, it, it, uh, as I remember it, very often our playtime would be interrupted, really would come to an end when his mom, probably in response to you know some of the shenanigans we were up to, but, but his mom would come out onto the porch, and she would yell this. She would yell, Trevor, Trevor, you're gonna get it when your dad gets home. You know what, that's the lie. That's the lie that I'm talking about. That's, I believe that's how a lot of people, most people think about God. Maybe you think about God that way. When, when he comes home, when dad comes home, it's, it's not time to run to him, oh, dad's home. No, it's when he comes home, it's time to hide. Oh no, dad's home. See, that's the lie of the enemy. Think of the people in your community. Think of the people that you see each day, each week. I would bet the farm that that's what they think. That's what they think about God, too. And it's to those people that we have been sent with a message of reconciliation. It sounds simple. It's something like this. It's like, hey, 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 wait a minute. God's not angry with you. Dad's not angry with you. You've been lied to. Like, he's not angry with you. He actually, he loves you. He wants to help you. He wants to to heal you. He wants to be friends with you. Like, he wants you to come home. You have nothing to fear. He's he's forgiven you. See, that's a simple message, uh, and yet that is an incredibly powerful, life-changing message. Why? Why is it so powerful? You know why? Because it's true. Because it's true. And that, that leads us then to our final point. We go with sent ones. We go with the message. Number three is this. We go with confidence. We go with confidence. So I said earlier, uh, you know, we were looking at some of the final words of Jesus and and some other words that Jesus said to his followers just before he departed. Uh, It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Jesus said this in Acts 1, verse 8. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem in all 36 of those communities throughout Judea in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See, from based on what that passage says, we go with confidence because us going is God's plan. Right? It's his plan that we would be his witnesses. Right? So this plan has to work. It's his plan. So we go with confidence because it's his plan. We go with confidence because of God's presence. But he's sending the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in in the lives of all his followers. So as we go, we go with confidence because we go, we're never alone as we go. God is always with us. Uh, We go with confidence because of God's power, right? What does it say in that passage? That he has sent the Holy Spirit, God, to, to fill us up and to empower us to be his witnesses, to empower us to be his ambassadors. Now think about that. The authority of an ambassador doesn't come from them, does it? Right? An ambassador has authority because of the one they represent. So as you and I go and we declare this message of God's love, and we declare this message uh, uh, that God wants to be reconciled with all, it may come through you, it may come through through me, but remember, it's his words Right, it's 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 his presence, it's his power that's that makes what we do, and what we say, so much bigger than ourselves. Second Corinthians five twenty says this: We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Now that's powerful. I, I, you know, I experienced this over the Christmas break. Uh, we went skating as a family. I think it was at the Chiller down in Easton, and you know, so we're out skating around the ice and. And as I was skating along, there was a woman. Uh, I noticed a lady. She was just ahead of me. She was, you know, uh, just a little older than me, you know, thirty-ish. But she was skating, and she uh, she started to wobble on her skates. And she was like 15 feet away from me, and I was just watching her. And and all of a sudden, she fell over backwards, and wham! She just cracked her head on the ice. And I skated over to her, and I, you know, I could see it in her face. I could see it in her eyes that she was very dazed. And so I, you know, I, I waved over the staff, and they came over. And they helped this lady up, and they helped her off the ice, and and uh, and then after this, you know, the, the public skate was over. Uh, we're you know we're all going to this big section. We're taking our skates off, and and who's sitting right across from us? But uh, but this lady, and she's holding a bag of ice on the back of her head, which I thought was a little ironic. But but as I'm looking at this lady, I just felt this tug in in my heart. And so I got up. I went over and I sat beside her and just started talking to her. Hey, how you doing? You know, I saw you fall. Wow, that was quite a fall. And we talked for a little bit and and again, I just felt this nudge and I said to the lady, I said, hey, um, hey, can I pray for you? And, And you know, normally over the years when I've asked that question, you know, to pray for someone, I typically expect one of three answers. One is just flat out, no. That doesn't happen very often, but it does from time to time. The other one is sort of a, a, an answer of indifference. Like, yeah, yeah, hey, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, if you want to pray, you can pray. But then, the, then, the, then the third one is like a very grateful, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, if, if, you know, please pray. So I asked this lady if I could pray for her, and uh, uh, she didn't answer in any of those three ways. She just looked at me, and she said, you know, her answer was this, I think I'm going to cry. And she just started to cry. And, you know, I'm like, 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 like what is going on right now? You know what I mean? Because you know, I'm looking at this lady, and, and I had a mask on. I'm pretty sure it wasn't my breath. But, but seriously, what, you know, what was going on there? Like, what, what, uh, how did, where did these emotions come from? Well, here's what I think was going on. I think I was being an ambassador. I was sent to that lady, and I went, you know, uh, representing God, representing, you know, saying what he would say, doing what he would do, and I really believe that her tears were, were less a response to me and more a response to the presence of God in that moment, like, like uh, you know, I believe that at, at, some level what, at some level, what she was experiencing was this, was God leaning in and saying, hey, I see you. I know you, I love you, I'm pursuing you, I sent this guy to to you, I I wanna help you right now. Now, you know, this whole thing of being an ambassador and being sent and all these, with the message, et cetera, like, like, what I'm talking about in that story is, like, that's how it works. Like, as we step out in obedience, as we sort of fumble our way through this, that God comes and he empowers he empowers our, the, the efforts that we make to obey this call, you know, to go. And, and you know, and here's, here's one more thing. And really, this is gonna be a bonus point. I don't normally do this. But this is a bonus point. But in order for that to happen, you know, meaning God empowering our fumbling efforts, efforts, in order for that to happen, here's a very, very important thing. Number four, we must go. We must go. You know, I'm reading a book right now. I'm I'm just about finished, and this it's a bizarre title. It's called uh, "Autopsy of a uh, Autopsy of a Deceased Church," right? And it just talks about different reasons why churches, you know, diminish in size and why churches die. And do you know that one of the top reasons why churches die is when people stop going? Because when it when it when when followers of Jesus, when we stop going. Right? Meaning, when, like when we stop connecting with our communities, when we stop praying for people, engaging with people, when we stop inviting people into our lives, into our small groups, when we stop inviting people to church, what happens? Like, that is not a good sign because that means a church is getting inward focused. And that's a church that is going to decline and at some point will probably die. See, but I want you to consider, and you know, in connecting to our communities, think of the people in your community, think of what we've just gone through. In 2020, right now, the people around you, the people that we, we see each day, people, these people are hurting. These people are afraid. These people are worried. These people need to hear the message that we have been given. Let me let me end with this passage out of Romans. It says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. We must go. Well, let me stop there. I'm just going to pray uh, just quiet ourselves and and, uh, and, and just listen for the Holy Spirit. So let's, if you can, where you're at, let's just quiet ourselves. So Holy Spirit, I, uh, I bless what you're doing right now. I just imagine, 36 communities, who, who knows, right? Well, you know, Lord. You know right now all the people. You know, our church family spread all over, all, the, all these communities. I just pray that you would come close. Lord and I and I do pray. I do pray today. Uh, if there's anyone watching right now that um, that you think God is angry with you, I I have a message for you. I have been sent to you today with a message that God is not angry with you. That uh, you've been lied to. That's a lie. God loves you because of what Jesus did on the cross. You have been forgiven for your rebellion against him, and and, and he wants to be friends with you. And I just wanna invite, if that's you, I just wanna say, hey, uh, man, uh, friend, it's time to come home. God is inviting you home. If that's you, I just encourage you right now just to really, uh, to pray this little prayer with me. Lord, uh, I say yes to your invitation to come home. I say yes to come home. Lord, thank you. Uh, Thank you for the cross. Thank you that you have made a way for me to be reconciled with you. So I say yes. And hey, if if you prayed that prayer, boy, could you let us know at info at vcdc.org. We would love to connect uh, with you. And and so here, I wanna end off by praying one more thing for us as a church, all right? So let's pray. Lord, I pray in this new year, uh, I pray that we would Lord, that we would have a greater sense of being adopted into your family. Lord, I pray in this new year that we would have a greater sense of being sent ones. Lord, I pray in this new year that we would we would really embrace it. We would take serious the responsibility of being ambassadors for you, Lord. I pray that because of that, we would see our communities, the people in our communities with new eyes. And I pray in this next year that we would go with confidence because it's your plan, because of your presence with us, because of your power in us through the Holy Spirit. I pray that we would go with confidence, kingdom confidence uh, to our communities. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for each one watching. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you.